Welcome to season four of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. Over the past three years, we've been featuring exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. We'll continue that this season, and we're taking it up a notch as we seek to bring you cutting-edge insights not only about marketing, but about all aspects of your journey as an author. We can't wait to share everything you'll need to be successful in spreading your important work with the world. I'm Becky Robinson, your host for the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm also the founder and CEO of Weaving Influence, the author of Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause, and a strategic book marketer, avid reader, runner, mom, and wife. Thank you for choosing to learn with me, and I hope you'll take action as a result of listening to this show. If you benefit from the show, please subscribe, rate, and review to help us reach more listeners. Also, be sure to visit weavinginfluence.com and click the blog tab to find all the notes and links for each show. Hello, everyone. My name is Becky Robinson, and I'm so thrilled to welcome you to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. And today I have a very special guest, Amanda Lee Kaiser. Her book came out earlier this year. It is Elevating Engagement, Uncommon Strategies for Creating a Thriving Member Community. And I wanted to invite Amanda onto the show because many times authors will talk about their desire to build community around their books or to build a movement around their books. So I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. Amanda, as we get started today, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and about your work in the world? Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Becky. I am a engagement strategist. I'm a keynote speaker and and very newly an author. And, uh, and so I work a lot in the community space. So professional associations, trade societies, and online communities, and, and uh, sometimes companies will even start a, an online community. And so that's sort of the world that I live and consult in. Amazing. So let's talk a little bit more about what you mean by being an engagement strategist. I know that you have an engagement equation. Could you tell us a little bit more about that and also how authors might leverage that? Yeah. So engagement is one of those funny words. People will say, I want member engagement or I want marketing or engagement or I'm going to have an event. So I want audience engagement. And there's there's really two two components that you have to have to make engagement work. And one is value and one is experience. Now the value part is the the part that almost every organization and every person really leans into. You know, we know that we have to have a ton of value. And, um, but what I think is missing in the engagement world is the experiential part of things. So that's what my book is all about. It's, it's really about, um, you know, you've got your baseline value, but now you start layering experiences on top of that. So what might that look like? Can you tell us a little bit more about the experience side of the engagement equation? Yeah. So, uh, and for your listeners who who are authors, um, let's kind of break down what what the in- engagement in a book might be. So so the value of your book is the the message that you're trying to get across. It's the you know the the stories that you're writing. It's all of the points at the end. It's it's what you want your readers to walk away knowing. The experiential side of things is the the tone or the voice that you're using. 
And and it's it, what it does is it, it it kind of creates a feeling in your readers. Um, so so maybe your your tone is very conversational, and it's sort of like uh, when people are reading your book, they they feel like they've got their best friend on their shoulder, kind of walking through ideas with them and brainstorming with them. That's that's the tone side. That's the experience side of things. Got it. And I wonder also, even beyond the tone in the book, there are other ways that I've seen authors create experiences for their readers. And you even mentioned that you've done that with the way that you sign books when you send them. Um, would you share a, a glimpse of that with our listeners? Yeah. So with my book in particular, I I feel like because I'm an engagement strategist, I really need to walk the talk. And I wanted to pull out all of the stops on experience with my book. So my tone is it's very light, very conversational. There's hashtags, there's emojis, there's, you know, jokes, all of that in, in the text. And then I decided, you know what, um, fun illustrations might make this uh, e even more interesting and engaging. And so when I sign each book, when I send a book to, you know, somebody that I hope will invite me onto their stage to be their opening keynote, or when I send a book to a prospective client or uh, to the media, um, I, you know, I write a little blurb and thank them. And I also do a little illustration, especially for them. So everybody who gets one of my books signed also gets a little illustration. And, and I hope that that's a nice little touch. I definitely thought so. Uh, so when we think about marketing a book or launching a book, uh, we talk a lot about mobilizing a network. And so I'm curious to have you reflect with me about how mobilizing a network is different from fueling or building a community. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think a lot of authors have followers. And um, and so when they mobilize their network, which is what I'm busy trying to do right now uh, in my my niche market is, I, you know, I'm trying to get people to, you know, know about the book, hopefully buy the book, talk about the book. And then and then again, you know, my my goal is to get people to invite me to be their opening keynote speaker. And um, and so my when I'm mobilizing my network, it, there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, me to everybody conversations. And then there's a lot of little one to one conversations that I'm having with people. Uh, you know, would, would you review my book? Can I ask you a favor? You know, I, hey, you sent me this really cool private message about how much you love the book. Would you be willing to say that on, on LinkedIn? So that's mobilizing my network. Um, I also know of um, uh, author friends who are thinking about starting their own community. And a community is a little bit different. It, it might start with your followers, but what you're what I think you're trying to do with a community is you're you're now saying, okay, so I've got these followers of this group of people who are starting to align around my ideas or say a mission. And um, and they should really meet each other because together, all together, you know, we can be uh, greater than any one of us can be alone. And so, instead of that communication going just from you know us, the author, you know, out to our network, that kind of you know one one to one direction, you're now starting to make these connections between people. So. Uh, you know, other other people in your network, they're starting to meet through events or through conversations or through through threads. And, and so your your community is a little bit different than mobilizing a network. So how would you get started as an author who wants to start to bring the people from their network together in a community where there can be 
mutual sharing and collaboration around a topic. How would you get that started? Yeah, I think there are um, one. So one of the things that I'd love for everybody to think about is, uh, you know, first is, you know, is there interest? And so it might be a good thing just just to get started with something like uh, I, I've been playing with this term recently, this idea of a pop up community. So one of the things that I think about when when people say like online community, it's it's like you're building a space that lives on into perpetuity. And and recently I've been hearing a lot of people, especially um, when the community is managed by a single person, people are starting to talk a little bit about community management burnout. Uh, it, it's a lot, you know, you've got to, you're in there, you're moderating all the time, you're, you're, you know, setting the tone. So you're, you know, you're excited, you're connecting people, you know, you're always steering that conversation. And, um, and so uh, it might be worthwhile to do something like a pop-up community. And so you, you maybe plan an event that is very collaborative, very participatory, uh, or a series of events, but it has a finite amount of time that you could, you know, perhaps you even extend it if you love doing this, uh, or or if there's not enough interest and you don't love doing it, then it, you know, that that pop up community just lives for what you promise. Maybe you know, like one event or three events. And when I think about a pop up community, maybe it's more about a, you know a, a topic or you know about your mission. But again, you're bringing everybody together for you know only so long, and uh, and then that way you're not tied to doing this forever. And it helps you like experiment and and test the waters in many different ways. That's really interesting, Amanda. And as you're talking, what shows up for me is a lot of authors will choose to create a launch team for their book. So in a way, a launch team if you're bringing the launch team together to interact with each other, that could be its own kind of pop-up community. And if enough interest in the topic endures, then that could extend to be some other type of community. I love that. Yes, absolutely. So Amanda, tell me a little bit more about why you think pop-up communities are the wave of the future. Yeah. So I there's two two kind of elements. One element is that for there's definitely moderator fatigue for sure. And and there can also be community member fatigue, you know, that they people come in, they're super excited, they're super motivated. And then at some point in their lives or the careers, they're ready to move on to something else. And um, and so I I I think that there are opportunities to let's let's say uh, you want to gather a community around a problem. Um, well, so once you solve that problem, then maybe everybody could disband or maybe everybody sort of mo moves on to the next natural problem and everybody gets re excited about uh, solving a new thing, but you don't necessarily um, you know, maybe there's not enough heart or even interest on the community manager stand, uh, point uh, to, to keep talking about the, the same thing year over year over year over year over year. And, and so I, I think as communities are evolving, we're, we're seeing people trying to address some of those problems. That's super helpful. So Amanda, let's shift for a moment and talk about your experience as an author. I'm curious for you to share with our listeners what you've learned so far as a first time author about book marketing. 
Yeah, uh, there's never enough hours in the day to do everything that I want to do. And um, one, so I think one of the things that's been, you know, so lovely for me is I've met a lot of other authors and, and I'm kind of like spying on them through LinkedIn to see what they're doing. And there's some amazing strategies and amazing tactics out there and I want to do them all. And so I think for me, it's, um, it's just trying to figure out you know, how to make it happen given the limited time that I have. So I think kind of, you know, tactically that that's, that's sort of the thing that I'm struggling with the most, but, um, but I, you know, what's really heartening though, is as, um, as a self-published author, there are, there are so many cool and interesting ways to get the word out there. And, and that's just, just been really interesting for me to learn about. Nice. Well, so I want to wrap up just to talk a little bit more. You and I were discussing this interchange between, you know, what does it look like to have a network? Then how do you build a community? And ultimately, there are some authors who will say, well, I want to build a movement around my ideas. And so I'm wondering, Amanda, what if any thoughts you have about how you might go from network to community and and how you've seen communities that really truly do become movements? What does that take? Yeah, I think it, it takes a heck of a lot of moderation for sure. So, okay, so you're, you're, if you start at uh, your network, you know, the people who are following you, they're the most natural people to be your beta group in your community. And so, uh, you, you know, you start as a, a really small, cohesive group and, um, and there's lots of energy and lots of ideas, usually from the moderators and, and from also the people who are, who are now in this community and everybody is, is kind of working together. And then what I see with some communities is there's some growing pains as they start to grow and invite new people in. So, so the old guard is saying, oh, this, this isn't as, you know, warm and comfy and wonderful as it used to be. And new people are, are coming in and they're trying to figure out whether they they belong or not. And in the very, very best communities, the moderator is constantly um, in there, you know, setting the tone and, and um, demonstrating through their behaviors how the culture of the community should look and how people behave and the way in which we interact each other, with each other. And, you know, there's all of these tactics that you can do, like you can have codes of conduct and stuff like that. People don't read those as much as, as they watch what everybody's behavior is like and they will emulate that. So, so there's, uh, you know, there's, there's some growing pains that happen. Um, but if you get to this point where uh, you've got a big enough scale and enough excitement, then that community, yeah, it, it can turn into a mission. People can start to do things and, and you'll see, uh, you'll see communities go ahead and write books. They'll, uh, you know, they'll, they'll go, they'll, um, uh, you know, adopt mission statements, and you'll see people put that on their own websites. And it can be a really powerful thing. And one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about um, is how, you know, so many of us are working from home right now. And we are really looking for community, you know, like we're, we're looking for people to bounce ideas off of and collaborate and, and share with and it, it, it's hard to be your own microcosm. So I think there's a lot of excitement and a lot of room for communities. I, I love this idea that, uh, you know, I could be collaborating with somebody in Mexico, or I could be collaborating with somebody in Australia. And in this whole post-COVID world, we, we've really broken down some of those very 
those barriers so that we can do this just amazing collaboration these days. It is pretty cool the way we get to connect in community with each other. And Amanda, I'm so thankful to have you as a member of my online community. So what we do at the end of every episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast is that we give our listeners a couple of action steps that they can take immediately to grow the reach of their work in the world. And what stands out to me, Amanda, is this idea of the engagement equation, which is value plus experience. And so for those of you who are listening, I want to challenge you to think about in what way can and you create experiences around your book. And Amanda gave the example of, you know, drawing a personalized doodle as she signs a book. So I'd like to encourage you to think about what can you do to increase people's uh, memorable experiences with you in your book. Amanda, I think you have an idea as well for those authors who may want to take an action step around building community. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so for those of you who are thinking about building a community or are you know really kind of pushing a mission uh, as you're as you're taking those steps into building a community, start with the a pop up community, sort of the smallest viable product, which could be a single sixty or ninety minute uh, you know very collaborative event where you bring people together to help solve that problem, get lots of ideas, create lots of enthusiasm. And it's just a great way to step into that and see if you like it and see if your uh, community members or prospective community members are going to like it as well. Awesome. So before we wrap up today, Amanda, can you let our listeners know other ways that they can find out more about you and your book? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a website. It's AmandaLeeKaiser.com. So that's Amanda Lee is L-E-A. Kaiser, like the role.com. And, uh, and you can find my book, Elevating Engagement, uh, on Amazon and all of those, uh, your favorite bookseller all over the world. And what about social media, Amanda? Where are the best places for people to follow or connect with you? Sure. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Twitter and Instagram, all under Amanda Lee Kaiser. Perfect. And we'll get those links for you in the show notes. Amanda, thank you so much for investing part of your day to share your value and experience with our listeners. And I look forward to our next chance to connect. Awesome. Thanks, Becky. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. If you haven't already, I hope you'll buy a copy of my new book, Reach. Create the biggest possible audience for your message, book, or cause. When you buy the book, you'll unlock a free course of REACH resources with more than 50 additional learning resources available exclusively for those who buy the book. Find out more and find links to buy the book at beckyrobinson.com forward slash book. If you've already read the book, I'd appreciate an Amazon review. Thanks.